Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. I don't play for second. I never have. I'm not going to do it now. You know, we are now in second place in Iowa, second place in New Hampshire, and second place in South Carolina. We've got one more fella to catch up to, and the momentum is growing. We can feel it on the ground here in New Hampshire. We can feel it in Iowa. That was Nikki Haley. You're listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Randy, along with Stephanie. Good morning. And Hannah. Hello. And John. Good morning. And Raven Harrison. At RavenHarrison.com, she joins us. Uh, Raven, good to make virtual acquaintance with you. I've enjoyed listening to you all these months with uh, uh, on, on the program on Wednesday mornings. Thanks for being here on a Thursday. Appreciate it. Are you kidding? Glad to be here. You guys are my family. So are you uh, Are you going to announce your endorsement of Nikki Haley this morning? I mean, all, all the big bucks are going for her, the Koch brothers. And, you know, well, I guess there's one brother now. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I know you're not a Nikki fan. What do you say? Yeah. Well, I say, you know, uh, congratulations to her. I, I stay by my initial analysis of, you know, it's going to be Trump. You know, they've got a, this is great. This is great news for her campaign. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of uh, forward traction. However, it doesn't really change the, the nuts and bolts of it. The nuts and bolts are the Koch brothers have typically been very anti-war. And she's on the other end of that spectrum. So they are they are trying to reinvigorate. They're trying to give uh, people an option. But again, these are kitchen table issues, and that puts Trump squarely, you know, in the driver's seat. It's it's his race at forty points. When it comes to war and and the current conflict in the Middle East, um, it seems as though Hamas is getting a stand down, and it keeps extending and extending. And it seems like there's some pressure from Joe Biden on Israel to keep extending and extending. Is this giving Hamas a time to refresh and regenerate? Yes, because um, we are funding both sides of this war. That's what people don't realize. This is the inherent danger. Of, that's like us pulling on both sides of the tug of war. Who wins? Um, and that's where we are right now. That's another thing that's really important for people to remember about Nikki Haley. We tend to get swept up in these Cinderella issues of, oh, well, the Koch brothers, this means that, you know, she's the viable. All this has done is take the wind out of DeSantis' sails because you still have Nikki Haley, the one who wants to continue to fund Ukraine endlessly and to fund these wars. You still have Nikki Haley, uh, the one who is, you know, losing traction, wants to censor people and wants to monitor what you're doing on social media except her daughter you still have these other issues that are going on so people still need we need the border secure we're not getting that platform out of her so yes she's gaining ground and and kudos but it's not going to solve the fact that the world is on fire right now let's dig down into this foreign aid because we know congress is going to be uh voting potentially on a supplemental uh funding and that is potentially will include foreign aid and then also funding for the border uh they might split it up and vote individually but raven am i hearing you say that you know no more funding for ukraine no funding for israel uh it sounds like you're in favor of funding for the border and and where do you so where are you at personally and where do you think congress is going to come down Well, my uh, approach and my outlook is not only from being the daughter of two Air Force colonels. I've traveled all over. I've lived in these war zones. And I'm going to tell you it comes from a very America first. We can't give what we don't have. 
And we are 33, almost, I think, by the end of this week, we'll be $34 trillion in debt. That's a trillion dollars in interest we're owing. And here's a fun fact that most people don't realize. The FDIC, which insures our money in the bank, only has $128 billion. Mm. So I let people do the math on that, of what that means in terms of how much of our money is insured and what it means to continue to accrue debt that is unsustained. We don't have billions of dollars to give Ukraine. We've given them $112 billion. Well, the problem we have with that is we don't have it. So we're borrowing that money with heavy interest. And all China has to do, and these people have to do, is is call our credit in, and it will crash our economy. We don't have the money to spend like this. But yet we've let in 9 billion people across our southern border. All these people need to be housed, fed. We have uprisings. So you're seeing the domino trickle effect go out of what happens when we spend unsustainably. So, yes, you are hearing me say we have to secure our border. We have to get our spending under control. And we have to do it while we have the ability to control the terms instead of it being forced upon us. And we are really going to be in bad state. That's where we are right now, and that's unfortunately the harsh truth. Raven Harrison joining us this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, ravenharrison.com. Raven, you've talked a lot with us about both your parents being military veterans, your father being a former, I mean, your husband being a former Air Force pilot and all. The National Review had a story that they call America's three-front war, talking about how the, you know, the Russians and the Chinese and Iran with Ukraine and Israel and potentially Taiwan presents a big threat that Americans wouldn't have any stomach for. What's your feel on that? It's absolutely uh, correct, is because normally we keep this danger off for everything they said about President Trump. We didn't have any new wars. We had a thriving economy and we had a booming stock market and the border was secure as the most secure it had ever been in history. And now we are seeing how far we have fallen in three years. The reality is we are in debt past our eyeballs. We are unsustainably spending. We are unsafe because the border is open. We are crippled under inflation. This is, we can't go forward like this. And we need someone who's going to put this right. And that's where we are. We normally negotiate. America is normally the strength partner. We, we negotiate a peace through strength because we have something that we can leverage. And we don't now. We're getting oil from Russia because we shut down our production. Our border is open, so China's flooding it with um, with fentanyl and drugs. They're also ripping off our IT, and they have control of the White House. Hamas is playing both sides because we're funding Iran and Israel. So we don't have a way to get out of the box we have painted ourselves into unless we do something radically different going forward. And that's where I think the strength of President Trump is. That's an analytical of looking at military might and a strong economy and the ability to negotiate with our allies, but we don't negotiate with terrorists. That has always been the doctrine. Raven, on the political front, um, there's more and more chatter in conservative circles about the disappointments of the missed wave in 22 and then the recent tepid performance in 23. The great opportunity in this election cycle to restore, you know, in the Oval Office and potentially both houses of both chambers of Congress. But I think more and more people are worried uh, in conservative circles that, wow, what's going on in the RNC? What's going on in leadership? 
how come we can't close the deal and get conservatives elected and take back the country? What, what's, what's going on here? Well, what it is, is it's a really simple formula, and I'm glad that you said that. Here's what it basically boils down to. Why is the RNC not moving forward? Corruption. Corruption exists on both sides. What we have to realize is you can't heal in the same environment that made you sick. So these politicians who have created these problems are not going to be the ones who fix it, but they control the money. But let's talk about the money, because money is key, right? So Ronna McDaniel, they have no, the RNC has $9.1 million dollars in its war chest. That is nothing. Okay? So how are they presiding? What is the strategy? Ronna doesn't want to resign. She's presided over years of losing. Since she got elected, she has not won anything. So we've got her still there. She's controlling the money, working with these other corrupt ones in the government. So this is the we the people. I tell people, this is the time of the Great Reset. This needs to get it. The tepid performance you saw was 38% turnout by conservatives. Okay, if 38% of the patriots in 1776 had showed up, you'd be British. That's <laughs> not going to get it. You're going to, people have got to get out, they have got to vote, and don't just go vote, take 12 people with you. You have got to engage precinct chairs, sit on the school board, so we have got to get conservatives, stop waiting for people to save you. Nobody's coming to save us. I always say, Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president. You know, but there's a a difference, but there is work we have to do, and every single one of us who can hear me has a role in getting us back on track. We can do it, but we got to plug in and say, okay, guys, no more sitting on the sofa. We got to get to this line. All right, Raven, but let's 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 go to the to some weeds here. Tonight, there's going to be a debate between Gavin Newsom and um, I mean, he's slick. He's handsome. That's what my wife says. Um, of course, he's got I'll a lot of word for it. He, he's got we a lot disagree. of well, he's got a lot of hair and I don't. So I have a disadvantage there. OK. Uh, OK. And and he's slick. I mean, he's charismatic. And you got, you know, you've got Ron DeSantis, who I think policy wise has it nailed. But he's struggled in terms of that charisma factor. I think it's fair to say. Um, and then, you know. More and more people, David Axelrod, others talking about, hey, give Joe the hook. Someone's got to fill that vacuum. Does that keep you up in at night, uh, whether it's Trump, DeSantis, whoever, against anyone but Biden? I, does that change the metric of this race? Well, it's going to change it. It has to inherently. But what you've got is right now we're going to see a debate between two people, in my opinion, who are not going to be president. Uh, Gavin Newsom, he does have the the, the complete used car salesman salesman package going on and as far as the you know being shiny on top you know my my pastor says it to me like this is god does not put marble tops on cheap furniture Amen. shining for god. <laughs> <laughs> i'll have to remember that i'm gonna i'm gonna give you credit for that when i say it okay thanks <laughs> so what i want to say though is yes and and DeSantis is not traditionally a great you know debater and gavin newsom is but the reality is they've got eight dollars a gallon gas in california a train to nowhere and they're just in debt up to their eyeballs he had more signatures on his recall position petition than he did to supposedly get elected and he's nancy pelosi's nephew but he's their best option because biden is falling apart in real time DeSantis is not going to to make this 24 cycle it's it's a numerical impossibility but this debate is really everybody's describing it as weird but he is going to come off as very charismatic and this is their chance to recruit 
for the young voters and the Democrats. So he will gain some ground there, but they are hemorrhaging votes, which is what they won't tell you, among the black and Jewish community and younger voters. So they've got a real logistics nightmare behind the scenes. So what we have to do is just keep our eyes on when they're going to sub in Gavin Newsom for Biden. Oh, oops, he's too old. Here's Newsom. Nothing's his fault. Let's move forward. Well, we can't allow that to happen. How do you argue against those who want to see Republicans in office at all levels and say, you know, Trump's policies are great, but the guy's got so much baggage that while his base is solidly his base, not going to change. You can't move him off that mark. Uh, independents are wishy-washy. They're scratching their head. They're wanting someone with a little less baggage, Raven. Let's say you. Well, correct, but it's important to remember that Trump has a lot of baggage, but who packed it? The Democrats packed those bags. They had, this was the plan. This was to make him unmarketable. This was to load him up with bogus investigation indictments to try to weaken. They're throwing everything at him. Nobody in history has been attacked to the level of this. And it is communism. People who attack their political opponents are communists. And that's what you are seeing right now. So I tell the people is, we don't give up and we don't we are Americans. We don't back down. The reason you don't have a British accent is because patriots are strong in seventeen seventy six. So that's where you want to encourage people is we can do this, but you know, stand for something or fall for anything. Compelling argument from Raven Harrison. I assume you will not be donating to the Nikki Haley money bomb. I will not. I will not wish any ill on her, but no, I am a, I'm a Trump gal. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks so very much. Look forward to our next conversation. Thank you. All right. There she is, Raven Harrison. Boy, she's on fire for Trump, huh? She really wow. is. We'll see what Hannah's on fire with uh, after we come back, because, of course, that means she's hot with Hannah. We'll be back. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Telling you what you want to hear since 2015. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Hannah, what's hot right now? Because it's hot in here. I don't know. you, And you weren't even in the studio, but it's hot. You must have (laughs) a lot to talk about. What's going on? Boxers or briefs? You don't have to answer that question. Um, <laughs> Talk but, to my kids about that. Oh, boy. Good discussion. Should I? I'm a tidy whitey guy. I'm not a boxer. Oh, man. <laughs> well, TMI, yeah. Randy. This, the, okay. the dumb criminal in this story that I'm going to talk about out of New York, <laughs> if he was wearing whitey tidies, yeah? it might have worked out in his favor. Ah. There, there was a robbery that took place <laughs> in a tobacco shop in yeah. Queens, New York, last September. So over a year ago. Uh, three dudes were involved, and they had security footage of the whole thing. One of the robbers had some bright yellow underwear hanging out of the, you know, the waistband of his pants. And as if that wasn't bad enough, there was a big letter R written on the waistband. Oh, no. Which I don't know why you have to write your name no. and your underwear. <laughs> Unless you're going to summer camp or something. Uh, but or each, prison. Yeah, to yeah. each their own, I guess. Uh, so police had been blasting the security footage and photos from the footage, you know, all over the internet trying to find these three dudes. Well, I guess somebody recognized the bright yellow underwear with the letter R written on it and were able to give the police 
the dude's Instagram <laughs> username, and they were able to track him down and catch him after over a year <laughs> of him getting away with this tobacco All shop because robbery. Of his underwear. All yeah. because of his underwear. Reminds me of our Mid-Missouri connection from a yes. few years ago, as Hannah will remember in Moberly, the guy with the underwear on his head robbing the quick show. <laughs> yeah, Randy, were you here for that one? I don't think so. A guy yeah. tried to rob... 19 is what sticks <laughs> no, in my wasn't... mind. Yeah, he robbed a... It was a gas station or something like that. Oh, yeah. my uh, he, he had a rifle or a shotgun. <laughs> and a rifle, yeah. Yeah, wow. and he had what I can only describe as granny panties on his head <laughs> with eye holes cut in them oh yeah, my well the the crotch part of the panties <laughs> is what was covering his face well it was I mean, that was the progenitor of antifa what can you say yeah john would you like as long as we're sharing personal information would you like to share your choice are oh, you a, no are you a boxer <laughs> brief what are you kind of guy well gotta go with the rock and the box oh there he goes we'll ask how is your name you stitched into the waistband <laughs> man i, I can't bend my neck around far enough to sit. <laughs> we'll have to call the misses in the next you know, segment. The, 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 it, it is interesting, though. I mean, here we think about it. We're seeing advertisements for Tommy John and some of these other... You yeah. can spend 40, 50 bucks for a pair of underwear. Well, Are Kim, you kidding me? Kim Kardashian's underwear brand, yeah. Skims, she does a lot of shapewear and uh -huh. underwear. Uh, she is now the official underwear partner for the <laughs> NBA and the WNBA. Yeah, for men's. Wow. From underwear to men lying on the on-ramp of, of Grindstone. We're going to talk about day. that. Brian Houseworth has some reporting. There's a guy lying or was on Grindstone on the on-ramp. We'll talk about that on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Thanks for being here. Watch the gang on our Facebook or YouTube channel. Find us at Wake Up Mid Missouri. Good morning. It's Wake Up Mid Missouri. I'm Randy Tobler in from the afternoon show. And yes, I'll be here this evening on the afternoon show. I don't get to see Brian Houseworth as much anymore. It's good to see Hannah and Stephanie and John, and I get to see Brian. And Brian, there's some interesting uh, news. We got uh, producer Hannah said earlier, just a little yeah. while ago, that man laying on Highway 63. I thought maybe she was spoofing us, but you have some scoop on it. It's real. Yeah, it was. What's um, the deal? The, actually, there were several calls, and I appreciate it. That's why we really appreciate listeners, because uh, I keep the scanner on. But not everything goes over the scanner. There's so much traffic on the scanner that I don't always hear everything because some of it, you know, there's just a lot of other accidents on there in other locations as well. Bottom line is that is correct. There was, I just got off the phone with Joint Communications here about maybe 10 minutes ago, Boone County Joint Communications. There was a report. Now, we don't know if he was lying on the road or lying on the side of the road, but obviously very visible. They did receive several phone calls uh, at dispatch, sent an officer out who checked on the person. The good news is we don't have a lot of details, but the scene has been cleared. So every, everybody's okay. No serious injuries. And that do we scene, know anything on the status of the person? We do not. They, they, they don't have anything like that, but it, it has been cleared and it's fine. I just, what we don't know is if he was actually in the road 
road or ne- near the road. Oh, I went right. through that very intersection this morning, um, a little before five, and there was nobody in the. And I had my bright lights on. That here's the problem with that that road. Even at this time, the lighting is horrible. I know Patrick McKenna is listening, so I'm just going to say it so he can. They're talking about rebuilding that that interchange, and they're going to do that. They definitely need to work oh. on the lighting. It is pitch black. You cannot see. You have to turn. It's 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 all over that intersection. Potholes and lighting. Potholes and lighting. And I I'm not blaming Pat McKenna, but they they need to really they Potholes need to re- and lighting. need to do yeah. that. But I had the brights on. There was nobody there, so I'd say within the last hour. But everything is okay. He person I assume they probably you know t- taken to a, a facility, maybe the hospital, but all taken care of. Now, you also were reporting on this crash uh, that happened. Uh, you, there was a crash that in you were Boone reporting County. on as well in Boone yes. County. Yeah. You want to want to fill us in on that? A motorist was uh, drove her car off the road? or what? Yeah. You know, we had a couple of different crashes yesterday. Stephanie might remember we had one in the morning during morning drive on Route B. And this one happened about 3... There was also a crash on the tri-level yesterday. Yes. And then there was a high-speed chase. I mean, what, the the, roads are crazy. Well, the the high-speed pursuit was was the other night, and that's a whole other story we can talk talk about, because that was huge. Um, But the one on Route B that happened yesterday was a one-vehicle crash about 3.50 in the afternoon. Route B in Boone County near Aikman Bridge Road, which is north of Columbia. One-vehicle accident, uh, and I've linked to the Highway Patrol's crash report, 93.9theeagle.com. The driver of the vehicle, Randy, is 40-year-old Stephanie Hall. She lives in Harrisburg. Straight from the Highway Patrol crash report, it says she was driving too fast for conditions. Her vehicle traveled off the side of the road, goes down an embankment, hits several trees. She was not wearing a seatbelt. She was taken to the university hospital. Serious injuries. There was a two-year-old in the vehicle, a female, that two-year-old minor injuries. So the good news is the, the, the two-year-old minor injuries. Ms. Hall, though, seriously injured. And, um, you know, quickly to your question about the high-speed pursuit, that that happened the other night, and I'll have that, and I did a voice for John Marsh for our KWS listeners, but uh, this is a story, that, there's a story behind the story. The suspect in the high-speed pursuit has done several stints in prison, mis- served at the Maximum Security Jeff City Correctional Center, that tells you something about wow. his background, yeah. multiple stints in prison, just got out of prison, looks like in 2021, I'm trying to get the exact date. Not from, Mr. Rogers with a vest sweater. No, yeah. no, this is um, this is McCabe, Alec McCabe, but, you know, he, um, he allegedly kidnapped a woman uh, on Tuesday and allegedly um, had another woman allegedly in the car who got on top of the woman, beat her. Um, oh. they, they beat, he also apparently beat her with a cell phone, allegedly beat her with a cell phone, threw her cell phone, all her shoes out the window. So when she was found by police, the woman who was allegedly kidnapped, she had no socks and shoes, um, no phone. They also stole $3,000 from her, according to the court documents. They saw him driving the other night. I had had the scanner on and I could hear it. Allegedly, according to the court documents, he was driving 110 miles an hour here in Columbia uh, with no headlights on, blowing numerous stop signs. 
Luckily, he did not hit anybody. Oh, Lord. But he crashed the car, and they were he. They thought he was ejected, but he um, he's jailed without bond, facing new felony charges. No bond. The court calls him a danger to the community, but more importantly for him, his probation parole is going to almost certainly be revoked today. Yeah, so well, he's going to be heading we, back to prison on top of facing <laughs> kidnapping and robbery charges. I don't get it. We we've, we've been over this story. This is like Groundhog Day. We talk about it all the time. These crooks who should be in jail. And, you know, they, they're they out when they shouldn't be, and they should just be locked up. Throw away uh, the key. Randy, one thing you said, yes, he sir. should be in jail, prison. Well, and I'm not being facetious, right. prison, but yeah. there is a difference. when he, yeah. he has a lot of time to serve left on the prison yeah. term, and the probation parole board paroled him. Um, he was out into the community. He will be heading back. This will be at least his third stint going to prison. Maybe his fourth. I'm not 100% sure, but he's going to also face the new kidnapping oh. charges. Thanks for the reporting. Thanks, sir. Hey, if you can uh, make sure you're here when Andrew Bailey joins us at 810, sure. and Vivek Malik will be here at 835. Sure. And we will ask you before the end of the show if you're a tidy whitey or boxer guy. So be ready for that, too. <laughs> On Wake Up in Missouri, uh, I had a, we have a text at 573-874-9390. Someone says, why is it okay to always ask a man about his underwear, but never a lady about what panties she's wearing? John Marsh will be, you thought that would be all. Maybe he'll have an answer to that question when he comes back with that right uh, after well, this. Yeah, and you were complaining that it's, what, $40? I thought, at least your underwear has $40 worth of material. We pay $40 for something. <laughs> I I could, get, I could get a pack at the Dollar General of what I wear for 40 bucks to last me the rest of my life. I don't like, I'm not going to, I'm sorry. In, you know, in defense of Randy, his doesn't say Thursday embroidered. How do you know, John? Good point. Okay, all right. And you thought that was all. But wait, 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 there's more. John will tell us about it when we, uh, when we come back in a little bit. Uh, now, John, uh, I did want to ask you about, is there any follow-up, any new news on... The the story with the murder the other day that happened the homicide down Jefferson City anything new that that you'd like to add because I we hear about these stories and sometimes they fade into into obscurity. Well, that's one of those ones you know as as Brian likes to say most of the the details on it are evidentiary and will will come up in the trial. But it was uh, apparently quite the the brutal attack the twenty seven year old woman alleged to have uh, stabbed her. 80-year-old stepfather to death at a home in rural Cole County out in the henley Brazito area. She was immediately arrested and covered in blood, and there was a smell of bleach around the body and on her as well, and it's uh, quite the crime scene, quite the Quite the graphic details on yeah, it. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I, you hear these stories, and apparently she really didn't have any priors. And you just, as you think about these, you wonder what what happens to make people break like this, right? I or mean, lay in the road. Or lay in the road. Yeah. I, I don't know. Or drive 110 miles an hour and beat somebody up. I or continually s- ask myself these questions. Are we, is there, is there more prevalence of this kind of misbehavior or is it just, are we, are we reporting it because of the 24-7 constant news cycle, digital broadcast, everything else? I don't know. I don't either. What do you Talk think? about the war on drugs goes right into it as well, you know, drug abuse and mental illness and all that and, yeah. and the other angle like you talked about, doctor people who should be in prison that aren't yeah i mean i think the biggest mistake we made you know for those of you who haven't hannah and stephanie probably have never seen it that you know we talk about these these seminal moments in american cultural history one flew over the cuckoo's nest that movie what launched a movement 
to empty America's long-term mental health facilities. One movie. Right, John? Would you, is that an overstatement? Oh, no. Oh, that Jack Nicholson got all sorts of awards from and, the mental health community after that movie came out. And I'm sure, you know, before his passing, Charles Krauthammer would talk about it a lot. He's a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, I, you know, turned political analyst and columnist, but... He said, that's the biggest mistake we ever made. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he was all over that. This is a guy who's trained in mental illness. Some of these people, it's just for their own good and for the good of the society. It is best to just keep these people in a safe place where they're getting their treatment and, you know, they're, they're safely housed. And rather than reform the system, the system was exploded. It just it was just thrown out the window. And uh, Well, we've kind of prompted things we see here in mid-Missouri after 150 years of a uh, a Civil War era prison for mental health officials. Now there's a brand new Fulton State Hospital to better serve those folks. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, it's um, it's a conundrum, and there's people on both sides of the fence. But um, it's it's tough. All right. Uh, okay. Now Tim says, or steal your pants below buttocks, and you cannot hold on to loot because you have to hold your pants up. <laughs> All right. Let's see what John's coming up with. With there's always more. As if there wasn't after this on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's official talk show. Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Official talk show. What does that even mean? Official. And that would be all. Except for this. It was the case of Granny really flexing those iPods, or AirPods, pardon me. Utah Grandma said she swallowed an AirPod. It happened when Tana Barker ran into an old friend out on a walk and decided to put her left AirPod in her pocket. She said, uh-oh, I swallowed my AirPod. <laughs> Halfway through the walk, she said, I decided to take my vitamins, reached into my pocket, and... No. Instead of pulling out the AirPod, I still had a handful of vitamins. <laughs> she, she talked to the family doctor and said, uh, paraphrasing George Harrison, all things must pass. <laughs> Video got a million views in 12 hours, and she said, people are invested in my bowel movements at this point. <laughs> and she said the her husband's uh, Find My Apple app came in handy, so he never... <laughs> Never know what she said. The hashtag she used on it was hashtag this too shall pass. <laughs> and it prompted uh, the doctor to ask, what do you call someone wearing AirPods? Anything you want, they can't hear you because that's the rest of that story. <laughs> uh, I like that, John. Who just keeps loose vitamins in their pocket? That's disgusting. And, like, I wonder, it's really dangerous to swallow, like, some batteries. Like, yeah, that and- was the, the take on it, but they said it was fully in case and they, they asked her the doc asked her and said well didn't you couldn't you tell that wasn't out of vitamin from the shape she goes well i just thought they all got you know hot and fused together and <laughs> grabbed my water bottle and chugged them down well yeah maybe that's because you're walking around with them in your pocket but you can play and you can also play like with that find my airpod you can like click a button and it'll play like a <laughs> dinging noise yeah I wonder- wow. <laughs> they said they, her husband tried it initially and they, they got a response from her tummy you know what uh, if we were to meld the technology, GI docs can do a pill cam. You swallow the pill cam, oh. and they can take pictures. I've seen those. Like, instead of doing a yeah. scope down your throat. Yeah, they do a yeah. picture. 
or uh, the other direction. So that'll yeah. be the next iteration of the iPod. I have the question, uh, the AirPod. Who can swallow anything that big? How in the oh, world? Oh, Randy. Oh. <laughs> um, they're not that big, actually. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. Come on, I have patients that tell me they can't take an Omega-3 capsule. You know what that looks like, a little mini football? Yeah. These are bigger than that. It depends on which version you have, I think. Maybe I'm... I've got AirPod. I'm going to refrain from commenting. <laughs> I have AirPod <laughs> Pro. I can't... There's no... Yeah, way. you have the newer ones. The older ones are smaller, I think. <laughs> I think it would have been really crazy if she swallowed it and it was one of the corded ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just retrieved it, you know, like the, yeah. like the, the old parlor trick of time. Yeah. Tying the oyster to a piece of thread and yeah. let the kids swallow it. If you're constipated, turn up the volume. That'll loosen things up. <laughs> my kids, my kids, uh, what did she swallow? Amelia once swallowed um, like those flat rocks that oh. you put in like a vase or whatever, yeah. those mm-hmm. like glass beads. Those little glass things, yeah, and, like yeah. for aquariums. And what stuff? is uh-huh. it with kids and swallowing oh. rocks or sticking yeah. them in their ears? I don't understand. Or noses. Or noses. I had a producer's uh, in St. Louis, good friend of mine, uh, and uh, she her kids swallowed a quarter. Oh, gosh, and, that's pretty big. Yeah, it actually usually will pass. It's okay. And because of inflation, all he got was three nickels. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you know, there's an interesting story there. Thinking, sp- Speaking of things that should be in places that they shouldn't be, or that find in places. In the old days, I wore gas-permeable contacts. Okay. And those are rigid contacts, And but there was you would wear solution you would put them overnight in a solution that had some hydrogen peroxide in it. Okay? Yes. And the, little, and the bottle was a little bottle, sort of like eye drops. Mm-hmm. We were at the Fox Theater Uh-oh. one night, and our seats happened to be in the middle of the row. And I was getting dry eyes, and I reached in my pocket and put Ooh. hydrogen peroxide in my eyes. <sighs> I mean, I literally crawled over people. I was like, why is this burning? I, I didn't do any permanent damage, <laughs> but I mean, I it was embarrassing. Your eyes have never been cleaner. We were right. <laughs> and you know, like, and the, the little eardrop bottles are the same size as eye re-wetting bottles. So oh, you have to 100%. be careful about that. Watch what you're putting, pulling out of your purse or your pocket if you're going to re-wet your eyes. You can make mistakes that way. Do you wear, do you wear contacts? No, no, I have perfect vision. Of oh, course she well, does. Excuse me. <laughs> she can also see into the future. It I makes think. me think about, though, like, my biggest surprise, I don't mix up, like, eye drops, but sometimes when you're, like, I, Hannah teases me because I always have a lot of drinks going. I call her a beverage goblin. But mm-hmm. when you think you're taking a drink of, like, water Ooh, or soda, or yeah. it's, like, the wrong temperature, and Ooh, all yeah. of a sudden you're like, this is a cold LaCroix, and you get hot coffee. And that, you scald yourself. And you're like, Ooh. It's, like, jarring. This is another thing that I'm troubled with. Do you realize the amount? I'm watching you with. You've got an aha, right? This is a bubbly, fizzy drink. Yes. That you oh, no. that you pay entirely too much for. A hundred percent. My wife buys this stuff called Buble, bubbly, whatever. Yeah. These are like off-brand Lacroix. They're they're fizzy water that tastes, bleh, but they don't even. <laughs> But it's better than Coke. I'm I agree. No, I recommend Coke. it. I got a Coke habit. But why is it so expensive? <laughs> uh, well, because they just know us. And she can't drink beer on the air. Somebody right? called her I out. seriously. I wouldn't say anything. I like, I love a diet. I mean, I used to drink a lot of Diet Coke. Yeah, and so these, I you. think, help if you're into. They uh, don't have artificial sweetener, which is a good thing. They don't. They just have little, like, a lemon or lime or pomegranate flavoring. Zero percent juice. Yeah. It is um, a Coca-Cola product, Zero percent. This is a growth industry. Uh, bottled water and these kind of things. Liquid for the, death. For the, for the soft drink industry, 
growth industry like crazy. Uh, let's see what Steve has to say. Steve, welcome to the program. Would you please bring us back into alignment here? Go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. Did I take Steve? Oh, did I not get Steve? Oh. Did you not launch Steve? I took Steve too early. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I'm just trying to be courteous to the listeners. Five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety. I don't. Hannah, do you bring the? Do you drink the bubbly stuff, the fizzy stuff that costs way too much? Uh, I don't drink like Lacroix and stuff, but I'm on energy drinks. Unfortunately, uh-huh. John, those are even more expensive. What is your? What is your uh, quencher du jour? Black coffee this time of morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's not enough of that to, to go around. You're right on that. Yeah. Um, okay, well, it looks like uh, we've got to head to a break. Is that right, Hannah? Yeah. When yep. are we, we going to play some nice... Uh, when are we going to do the Christmas music like this? 